1: I finally decided to start something new and uh, something that which is mine. I'm sure that 100% this product is mine.
0: My name is Devora, host of the Women in Tech show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create the Women in Tech show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say if she can do it, so can I. Today's Women in Tech shout out goes out to Anna Anderson. Anna is so amazing. I met her in Europe a couple of years ago, and I'm just so thankful that she is in my orbit, empowering women in tech around the world, specifically in Riga, Latvia, with Tech Girls. She is the founder at Be With. She is just, just defines empowerment. Be sure to say hello to Anna on LinkedIn. Go to A-N-N-A, and then her last name is A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N as in Nancy E. Anna, thank you so much for supporting and cheering on Women in Tech globally. Tell her you found her via the Women in Tech podcast. If you too want to connect and collaborate with more incredible women in tech, remember you can go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. We would not be able to support and celebrate women in tech around the world if it weren't for you. Thank you so much for being a listener and a fan of the show. To contribute and donate, simply go to womenintech.fm on the upper right-hand side and click donate, which empowers us to continue celebrating celebrating women in tech around the world. Thank you for being a part of our journey.
2: Command Line Heroes is an original, highly produced, award-winning podcast about the people who transform technology from the command line up, presented by Red Hat. And this is not a technical show. This is a show anyone can enjoy, featuring experts from across the industry. Season four is airing now, so subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and stick around to the end of the show to hear a sneak preview of the brand new season.
0: So I'm driving on the 405 back to my place and thinking about how this year is so different than years in the past that in the past really one of the top things I wanted to do was travel the world and and see things and now literally all I want to do is be really healthy I want to be laser obsessed with processes within my business and I want to experience just feeling calm, which goes in with health and feeling a lot of like meaningful connection with, um, with friends. And, and outside of that, like, I really don't want to be distracted from those goals. I don't want things to take me away. I mean, I even stopped drinking because I just, there was one day where I had a few drinks and then I was really excited to work on something the next day. And when I woke up, I was just wiped out from the alcohol and I couldn't work on this thing that I wanted to work on. And I'm like, well, why am I doing anything that takes me away from what I want to be doing? And so I just decided I would stop drinking. I don't know if it's forever. It doesn't really matter. But it's for now. And I'm really enjoying it. And it's been surprisingly not hard. People seem to get really jealous of my mocktails. They're always very tasty. (laughs) So it's interesting that as we go through life, or at least as I go through life, there's these different chapters with different motives and being in alignment with what is it that I want for myself during this period of my life and are my actions in alignment with the things that I want for myself and so now when someone asks like want to go on some trip I'm like you know actually I just really want to organize my house and and go to the gym you know and live this I guess boring life but it's not boring to me I I'm finding it fascinating to continue to learn how I operate the most efficiently and create a life of of abundance and joy not to it sounds so hokey but you know Like, if we're going to live on this planet, if we're going to live this life, don't we want to enjoy it? Why would we want to live a miserable life or a stressed out life? Or sometimes I catch myself, and I'm sure you do too, where somebody does something on the freeway and you like honk at them. Like, what was even the point? It's not like they're going to change their behavior from the honk. And you're like, honk, you better learn your lesson, you know? And Nobody that we honk at is learning any lesson. They don't remember our honks. And the only person that frustrates us by letting out that moment of aggression is is us. We're feeling the aggression. And that's such an uncomfortable feeling in our bodies. So, okay, not to sound like a completely L.A. granola person. You get the point. I hope you guys enjoy the next episode. Bye. Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast, celebrating women in tech around the world. I am here in Lithuania with Baltic Sandbox, so excited to have a guest that we've actually had on the show in the past when we were in London. It is so cool to see how, as an entrepreneur, has evolved with her company. She's going to update us and she's going to tell us everything new that is going on. Hello! Hi, hi, hi. Crazy that the last time we saw each other was in London. Yeah, it, it's been a
1: while and I think uh, it was my last month's. In, in London. Then I moved. Yeah? yeah. Where did where did you move to? I moved for one month to Russia, to Moscow, to fix uh, all things uh, that I couldn't do like distantly. In London. Yeah. Yeah, and then I went to some conferences also in Russia and uh, went to Europe.
0: And in London, you were a part of Google Startups. They had a cool program going on there. And here, you're a part of Baltic Sandbox. Before we get into that, why don't you formally introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about who you are um, and what you do. Sure. Uh, my name is Arina, and I can say that I'm female
1: entrepreneur. <laughs> I'm a founder of Smarsim. It's a augmented reality marketplace for cosmetics. Now we're in early stage. And we are just
0: developing uh, the
1: whole application.
0: So where were you in your company when we were in London? And where are you today? So I should say that now I'm starting everything
1: from the scratch. Before that, uh, I have been working for a company that um, had, like, let's say, three years. We worked with hardware. And we reached some limits, I would say, because we faced uh, with things like investors didn't want to invest in uh, hardware that was difficult uh, to build the product and then we also signed some uh, contracts with uh, russian retailers those contracts that uh, don't have anything actually so legally doesn't make sense but none of them wanted to invest so we were looking at investment We did something by ourselves, but it was so difficult.
0: And then how did you evolve into your company now? And it's changed its name too, right? Yes.
1: I changed that name because it's a different team, it's a different company. And first, why I decided to do that because I had a different vision. I offered uh, my idea to the previous company because uh, now I'm focused on software more and uh, I want to be a provider of cosmetics. I don't uh, create cosmetics or something. And the idea of the previous uh, product was a bit different.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah, now uh, it's new. That's why, of course, I'm supposed to change name, everything.
0: And what would you say is an advantage that you're experiencing with this new company now since it's your second time doing it? Do you feel like you have a head start or do you feel like you have an advantage or a superpower because it's not the very first time?
1: Well, first, I feel uh, superpower because I control everything, like everything and just two months ago this idea came to my mind and i found a partner and we do everything so quickly like what have been done so far the design of application the emotional tracking technology and also of course i had experience in the same industry so for me it was easier you know to understand what actually retailers need and where i'm going And where did you meet your co-founder? During the accelerating, it was also in Moscow. He went to help some other companies, uh, but then we just realized that We can work actually together.
0: And what has been some of the advantages of being part of this Accelerator Baltic Sandbox here in Lithuania?
1: Well, uh, first I want to say that I was invited already, uh, let's say, two weeks ago. And being in this startup life two years, I can compare with different places. And I want to say that... Celtics and Box one of the best, because uh, I don't want to pronounce the name of us accelerators, but they are uh, quite popular, uh, famous, yeah. but... Uh, this one, we can say, like, oh, it's in Lithuania, you know, a right. small country. But actually, the quality of this mentoring program, and the quality of organization is much
0: better than in some accelerators that are uh, well-known. Sometimes, you know, if somebody owns an agency of some sort and they're representing many people, like many, many, many people, it's hard for that agency to give you special attention because there's so many people it's not possible. Whereas if you have a more specialized agency and you're being represented by, you know, an agency that doesn't have as many people, then they care more about you as an individual. And I feel like that may be the same as this accelerator here is, you know, they pay special attention to every single person because somebody else that we interviewed on the show said it's like a family.
1: Yeah. You know, the atmosphere here is really good. And I don't know, yesterday, my friend and me were discussing in general, like, Uh, locals and we found that it's like they are in a harmony like uh, it seems like that same with this accelerator like you know that you have so many things to do
0: but no one in a hurry. In the past few months what's a huge obstacle that you've successfully overcome and how did you overcome it?
3: In the world of modern technology We open our laptops, scroll endlessly on our smartphones, send tons of data to the cloud, and we don't think twice about it. But have you ever wondered how we got to now with our personal devices? What it took were teams of engineers and programmers who had the vision and audacity to build new machines. I'm Saranyat Yitbarek. Join me for an incredible new season of the podcast and keep on coding.
2: Season four is airing now. Subscribe to Command Line Heroes today, wherever you get your podcasts.
0: In the past few months, what's a huge obstacle that you've successfully overcome and how did you overcome it? Well, first is that I finally decided to start something uh, new
1: and uh, something that which is mine. I'm sure that 100% this product is mine and it gives me, you know, power to manage things. Because I know if I don't do anything, means
0: that no one does it. People who want to look up what you're doing right now, where can they find out more?
1: Okay, so I think that we need uh, maybe one month more to have the product done. And if we're talking about social media, it just uh, can find on my personal page. Because uh, I found one, uh, let's say, drawbacks of everything that... Uh, when you are only three uh, in your company, it's like uh, I'm supposed to do this and that, but actually you have to do
0: everything. Yeah, like, yeah, Tom, I, that I know about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's so much. And um, where is your personal page? Which one? My personal page uh, on Instagram. How do you spell the handle? Eris um,
1: Henry. It's uh, A-R-I-S-H-E-N-R-Y. Perfect. And are you on LinkedIn as well? And can you spell your name for everybody on LinkedIn? Uh, Arina Panamarova. A R I N A P O N O M A
0: R E V A. And we'll include it in the show notes as well. So what is some advice that you got in the last few months that has really helped you?
1: Well, I, I should say that the one I heard in London is that we're just walking around with my friends. They're also in startup community, but they're mostly from uh, venture industry. And they told me, why you don't uh, just start it by yourself? I was really afraid uh, just to do that because I was like, maybe it's some kind of betrayal, you know, like... Like I'm just leaving that company and I'm going to the same industry. But then I realized that I can't take everything and all the time ask people to uh, do something if they just don't want to do that. So totally, totally. Yeah, because uh, as you may you remember, I wasn't like uh, one of the co founder I was uh, newly appointed CEO and I did my best but it just
0: didn't work maybe i didn't convince them or something it's hard to find ourselves and to transition and to figure out where the right fit is for us and to take chances when you know we don't know what we're doing and to learn everything that we don't know and to learn what to learn because sometimes we don't even know what we don't know yes And it's great that there are programs like this, like Baltic Sandbox and, and other forms of mentorship. I know Sandra takes such an interest in focusing on women in tech specifically and making sure the women are empowered to accelerate forward. You've been pitching. Yeah. Uh, We we were even part of a pitching workshop together called Pitching for Life that was done here. What guidance would you give everybody about pitching and specifically pitching in, you know, when English is your second or third language? You know, that's very intimidating. It's intimidating to even be on the podcast now. I, I don't know if it is for you, but in general, people who speak English as a second or third language, they think their English might not sound great. So when you're pitching and it's this crazy pressure on stage to raise money, what guidance would you give us
1: i actually enjoy pitching in english because even if i pitch in russian for me sometimes it's difficult to find right words to name a specific technology because you know we, we all the time use those uh, english words and i think that just um, get ready for that preparation is everything Sometimes uh, I felt like, okay, maybe um, improvisation is always good because I can give real emotions uh, to people, but no, it doesn't work. Actually, preparation is everything.
0: And what is your process to prepare? How long do you take to prepare? First, structure my uh, pitch. And then just like non-stop, you just
1: repeat and repeat and repeat. And it's better if someone can listen to you and give you some feedback. Even if this person have no idea what you are doing, at least this person can explain you if you move like uh, a bit strange or maybe you need to be more relaxed or maybe you're very slow or
0: maybe fast. So... And as a new company, developing yourself, if there's something we can do to support you as a global community, what would that ask be? How can we help accelerate you forward? Well, first, I'm looking even not for
1: investment. First, I'm looking for partners. I'm happy to work even with small brands just to test my products
0: and to see how this online channel can be helpful. And walk us through what it would look like the potential partners listening right now. What could you do for them? Well, what do we offer is that your client can
1: get quickly your product on its face it's kind of virtual try on that helps people to see what the cosmetics going to look like on you but we are different from uh, others uh, application that we can give smart recommendations like uh, we um, teach uh, neuron system we took um, thousand photos of women with different face shape with different color type So, and
0: then we give like smart recommendations. Nice. Love it. So if potential partners listening want to reach out, make sure to find you on LinkedIn and we'll include your link in the show notes. Is there anything else you wanted to share before we wrap it up? What can I say? I don't
1: know. I just uh, want to say that maybe if someone who is about to open their own company but still have some fears, I would say that uh, you just do it because you may stay at the same place where you are and you will complain that you didn't try My recommendations to everyone is just like, do what you want.
0: Do what you want. Do what you want, yeah. And one way to help you accelerate forward and get to be the person that you want to be, and it's an app you talked about on the last episode you were on, is the Habit app, right? That's your favorite app? Can you tell us a little bit about the Habit app and what it does? it's um, an application that helps
1: you to get used to habits you would love to be and remove bad habits and uh, yes i was talking about that app app in london and this time I, i didn't know that you you're gonna be here and i i invited my friend who is the founder of that app i invited him Because he never went to any accelerating program, etc. And uh, I was like, you have an incredible app. You have so many users. Right, Uh, 16,000 users, I think, yeah. Yeah, and you should try. At least uh, he never pitched, and I also helped him this year with English. We had classes two days per week. Yeah. And after those pitching lessons, he told me, like...
0: I can't believe it was in English. <laughs> <laughs> it was his first time pitching in English. Yes. That I mean, that's so cool. And when I was in Kazakhstan a couple of weeks ago, one of the women in tech, it was her first time speaking on stage in English. And it, it's just so cool to be a part of, of that journey. So and what's the URL? Do you know it of Habit App? It's a website, I don't know, just um, I think it's easier
1: to find uh, on Apple Store.
0: On Apple Store, just check out the Habit app. Thank you so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast. If you want to connect and collaborate with more women in tech around the world, be sure to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at vip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. We'll take you straight to the Facebook group. Say hello on social, at Women in Tech Show, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you everyone for listening to this podcast because
1: after Google, I listened to other women that was with me and was very interesting. They gave you some insight that they didn't tell like uh, out loud.
0: I love it.
1: Yay! My name is Arina Panmarova. I'm CEO and founder of SmartSea. I'm part of the Baltic Accelerating Program in Vilnius, Lithuania. And you are listening Women in Tech.
2: I'd like to tell you about an all new season of Command Line Heroes, a podcast presented by Red Hat. No one ever said hardware was easy. In season four, Command Line Heroes is telling seven special stories about people and teams who dared to change the rules of hardware and in the process, changed how we all interact with technology.
3: In the world of modern technology, we open our laptops, scroll endlessly on our smartphones, send tons of data to the cloud, and we don't think twice about it. But have you ever wondered how we got to now with our personal devices and what it took to get here?
2: There was this blue box on a table. And he said, well, here it is. I said, well, what is it? He said, it's a microcomputer.
3: What it took were teams of engineers and programmers who had the vision and audacity to build new machines. These machines, they revolutionized our lives and blew the doors open to what was possible.
2: How many people here had a computer versus how many people intended to get one? Only one or two people actually had them. And they would bring them to the club meeting. And, what are you going to do with it? And nobody had an answer.
3: The key thing about timesharing was that the computer needed some way of being able to sort of stop its own clock.
2: The uh, creators of the floppy drives are not household names by any means. If it wasn't for that, PCs would have been adopted much more slowly.
3: This January 28th, we launched Season 4 of Command Line Heroes, an original podcast for Red Hat. And this season, it's all about the hardware. We'll hear the stories behind some iconic machines and the people who dared to create them. I was the kid that always
0: took things apart, took my older sister's toys apart. This is just another bag
3: on the side of the eclipse, a skin job. Nope, this is a whole new machine
0: the process of passing the tapes around and encouraging and building upon each other's results is really what made the personal computer industry.
3: We're exploring mini computers, mainframes, the first personal computers, floppies, early smartphones, and game consoles. And we're also going to hear how the community ethos that drove those early hardware heroes to build those machines still exists today in the open source hardware movement. The values of sharing are still there. I mean, it's in the entire open source community.
2: The machine, in a way, was kind of a bit character. It was the people who were the real guts of what it was about.
3: I'm Saran Barak. Join me for an incredible new season of the podcast. And keep on coding. So thank you.
2: And uh, eat your sandwiches. Season four is airing now. Subscribe to Command Line Heroes today, wherever you get your podcasts.
0: The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo.
2: Edited by Adam Carroll. Show notes by Carl Marty.
0: And music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production.